Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through, and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. In this episode of the podcast, we have a really beautiful birth story from Haley, who is a student in my childbirth education class, the Birth Preparation Course. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 199. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been here before, I am so glad that you're spending some of your time with me today. 
In today's episode, we have Haley. Haley is a mom to the happiest baby boy. She's a military spouse who lives in Omaha, Nebraska, but Virginia is and always will be home. Haley played collegiate field hockey, and she also has her master's in sports and recreation science. She's currently a stay-at-home mom while her husband is deployed, but when he's home, she coaches at Orange Theory Fitness. Now, this was Haley's first birth, and she started feeling contractions at about 1.30 in the morning. She knew from taking my birth preparation course she, that she needed to labor at home for as long as possible since she really wanted to try for an unmedicated birth. However, after about an hour and a half, the contractions were so intense that she knew she needed to go to the hospital. That's one of the things that I also teach is to pay attention to your body. And if your body's telling you, hey, things are intense, it's time to go, then go ahead and go in. And that's exactly what Haley did. Well, when she arrived at the hospital, she was nine centimeters dilated. And you are going to have to tune in to hear how the rest of this beautiful birth story unfolded. Now, I love talking about birth stories. And of course, I love talking to students inside my birth preparation course. Haley was such fun to chat with. And if you want to get a feel for what it's like to be part of the birth preparation course and my teaching style, then I have something great you can check out. And that is my live birth plan class, Make a Birth Plan the Right Way. This class is going to be on Tuesday, March 21st, and this is a great class. Okay, let me tell you what's in the class. So the way most people make a birth plan is wrong. They fill out one of those templates or forms that they find online. They bring it with them to the hospital. They may bring it to the prenatal visit, but they don't actually go through it with their doctor or midwife to make sure that the doctor and hospital actually support what is in that piece of paper. So what can happen is if you just fill out one of those templates and forms, you show up, you hand it to the folks at the hospital and they're like, yeah, we don't do that, won't do that, won't do that either. And then you're stuck. So in my live birth plan class, I give you a workbook that you can use to talk to your doctor about your birth plan. I go through some key questions that you need to ask in order to know whether or not your doctor and hospital support what is in your birth plan. I give you tips to help you make sure that the doctors and nurses pay attention to your birth plan and just advice on how to have that conversation so you're well prepared before the hospital and know that the hospital and doctors support what's in your birth plan. This is really, 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 really important. So you can sign up for the class at drnicolerankins.com forward slash register. Again, that is going to be a live class on Tuesday, March 21st. Spots are limited, so go ahead and sign up now and secure your spot today. All right, let's get into the beautiful birth story with Haley. Well, Haley, thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I am so excited to have you come share your story. It is a great one. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be on it. Yeah. So why don't you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your family? Sure. Um, my name is Haley Oaks. Um, I'm a first time mom to the happiest little boy. 
Um, my husband and I are both from Virginia. Oh, what um, part? Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm in Richmond, so. Yep, not yep. too far away. I was actually mm. born in Richmond. So. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, and we have three golden retrievers. Uh, we both went to college here in Virginia. I played field hockey at the University of Mary Washington. Okay. He played soccer at Randolph-Macon, and we met through mutual friends. Um, I then went to Ohio University to get my master's degree while I coached field hockey. And then I coached field hockey collegiately for a couple years before he joined the Air Force. Mm. And then that moved us to Pensacola, Florida, where we stayed for just over a year. And okay. now we live in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where we're stationed. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. You had a little bit of a tour of everywhere. But Pretty you're, much. You're, like me, born and raised in Virginia. Virginia is always in my heart. So. It will always be home for us, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hop right in um, and talk about your story. So we can't understand the birth without understanding a bit about the pregnancy. So let's start off with what was your pregnancy and your prenatal care like? Sure. So my pregnancy was really wonderful. Um, I didn't have any issues. I felt really good during it. I stayed very active. Um, I'll rewind a little bit, but mm -hmm. prenatally, I became a birth and pregnancy nerd. <laughs> I Back in uh, like the spring of 2020, I found uh -huh. your podcast because I was like, oh, I think maybe in a year or two we'll start trying. And I just right. want to find out everything I can, I can find out about right, it. So right. I found your podcast and as I would travel from Florida, Virginia mm -hmm. to, um, come back home to visit family, I would listen to so many podcasts, 14 hours worth. Wow. And so I just, I just loved learning about pregnancy and mm -hmm. I started taking like a prenatal vitamin about a uh -huh. year before we started trying okay. and I made my husband take one too. You were, you were ready. You were like, we are going to be ready. Yes. yes so, I love it. Yep. So a year out, we were like, okay, we're both going to take this. And not that we were unhealthy people in any way. We both sure. were very active and ate well, but I really was like, okay, we're going to eat a little bit more like whole foods, you know, minimize uh -huh. our processed uh -huh. stuff. Uh -huh. uh, you know, we always worked out, so that wasn't uh, anything different, but I implemented a little bit more yoga. Okay. Um, and then when we were in Pensacola, I actually um, asked for a prenatal like appointment with my uh -huh. OB, uh -huh. but um, through TRICARE, you have to ask your uh, general practitioner to be able oh, to be okay. seen by a women's health clinic um got it and it's kind of funny he was like uh i'll get you a referral but i don't think they'll do that kind of appointment with you and i was like i think that they will right lo and behold they did so uh -huh. he just you know probably wasn't on the up to up on everything right, right. <laughs> and so i did that appointment and she just kind of gave some recommendations about before planning to start a family what to do and you know i had a you know uh regular check and a pap uh -huh. smear and everything. And then um, I I stumbled across this preconception testing in your uh -huh. podcast about uh, episode about uh, MMR and like varicella titers. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I went crazy. I pay, <laughs> I'll pay out of pocket and oh see if, get these tests done to see right. if I still have titer, if I'm still, right. you know. 
And actually, I showed negative on my rubella titers. Really? I did. So even though I received everything when I was a baby, uh-huh. it showed that I really didn't have immunity for it. Right, so right, I went to my right. OB. I said, hey, I have these results. Can I get an MMR booster? And she was like, yeah, of course. Right. So I got an MMR booster. And then a month later, we started trying. <laughs> Well, wow. a little over a month later, we sure, started Sure, sure, sure. Wow. Okay. You yeah. were like <laughs> textbook prepared. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you were with me from the earlier day, I'm like, wow, she remembers when like I was just barely starting out. I love it. Love I it, have love followed it. you through. It's just everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, you, this is like, a te- I mean, I can't like... <laughs> Talk about how anybody can be more prepared. But did it ever make you anxious or anything? Or was it just like, you know, more information was better? Yeah, honestly, um, I don't think it really made me anxious in any way. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm starting out like a year out and I'm just like going to fully prepare myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just that I have that personality of I just want to know as much as I can. Yeah. Not not enough to, you know, stress me out in any sure. way, but just sure. to be knowledgeable and prepared with everything because I just feel like I can make way more informed decisions and Absolutely. and just feel better about the situation. That's how I've always been. So, yeah. 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 So then when you when you all started um, decided to start trying, how long did it take you to get pregnant if you don't mind me asking? Sure, it took us 2 months. So not very long. Okay. So you were, and you had all the information, so you were ready to go. Yeah. And again, I went a little crazy. I took like, um, so I used, it's called Prove and they do like LH tests um, Uh and then actually progesterone to see if you've Uh successfully ovulated. Right. So um, I did that. And two months later, I found out that I was pregnant. Okay. Nice. 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 So then where did you go for prenatal care? So we had moved to Omaha um, mm-hmm. about two months before I found out I was pregnant. And okay. I have TRICARE Prime, so I have mm-hmm. to be seen on base. Sure. Um, so once I found out that I was pregnant, I had to contact the clinic and they had to have me come in and take one of their tests. Okay. And this is a little crazy. I went out on a Friday. Uh-huh. And I had two positive at-home pregnancy tests. Right. They called me, said, it's negative. I And I was like, I mm. started getting anxious. Right. And I was like, they were like, you can come back on Monday. If, you, if you've if you received a positive at-home pregnancy, come back on Monday and right. do another one of our tests. Well, right. I went out and bought 10 tests, yeah. you know, and the positive, the actually written out, pregnant, oh, not right. pregnant, everything. Right. And everything was showing pregnant. So I was like, okay, I am. But in the back of my mind, I was just like, why did theirs not come through positive? Right. right. So I spent the weekend kind of like a little anxious. Yeah. Yeah. But then Monday I went in and I took another one and it was positive. Okay. Okay. So... I'm having to guess they probably had they did they did something wrong with the test. Yeah. I'm guessing. So that was that was a little worrisome, but uh-huh. it all turned out okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then the way that they handle it is before your first uh, OB appointment, you mm-hmm. have to do an OB class. Um, okay. oh, interesting. Yeah. So around I want to say eight weeks, uh, uh-huh. they had me come in, and I was with other women who were pregnant at the time too, uh-huh. and they just went over. Uh, health insurance information. They kind of laid out like a timeline of 
what your appointments will look like and right. when and resources that we could use to get right. pumps or right. so it was, it was actually really really great because yeah. I feel like it laid out a lot of information um, about what it looks like especially doing having a pregnancy through TRICARE working sure. at a, a military hospital and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, so, so I know some bases don't always have OB care, but obviously it sounds like yours did. Yes. So mm-hmm. our base did have OB care. All my appointments were there except for the genetic testing. We had it okay. done at um, University of Nebraska Medical Center. Okay. And then the delivery actually was there as well. So they have okay. a partnership with the hospital, okay. um, which was really amazing. Uh, okay. I can't I can't say enough about the hospital there. So okay. all right, well we'll, yeah. we'll get to that for sure. Yeah. So then, did you see a physician, a midwife, and was it different ones? How did that work? Sure. So there were four OBs, um, mm-hmm. physicians at mm-hmm. the clinic, and it was just kind of random who you would get. Mm -hmm. Um, and you could ask to be seen by a specific doctor, but there was no guarantee that they would deliver you. It's whoever was on call for the hospital that day. So I made a point of wanting to be seen by everybody since Mm -hmm. there was a potential to anyone could deliver. Um, my first appointment was at 11 weeks Mm -hmm. and the doctor that I saw, um, it was not the best experience Mm, because what was, what what didn't you like? Um, we were, the base was wonderful with, uh, doing COVID protocols of wearing Uh a mask and everything. And I come into the room and she has her mask below her mouth and, um, yeah, and yeah. she was like, I just can't stand wearing this all day long. And it was a little off-putting. And I was like, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to wear mine. <laughs> I really <laughs> didn't just, know. You know, my right. husband and I were just kind of baffled a little right. bit. Right. Um, and she herself was pregnant. And uh, so we she was just kind of matter-of-fact. We did an ultrasound. Everything looked good. Um and then, you know, I asked her about COVID booster because uh, that's when they had just come out and I knew what ACOG recommended, right. but I kind of wanted to see what she had to say about yep. it. Yep. Um, and she was like, oh, well, you know, if it was up to me, I would not have gotten it myself, but the military required me to get one. So I guess if you want to get one, you can. And um, okay. so it was a little off-putting, yeah. um, but I said, okay. And she said, oh, we're, we're due around the same day. Your due date is just a couple days after mine. So I knew she wasn't going to deliver me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, dodge a bullet with right, that one. Right, right, so right. I just didn't see her anymore. Okay. Um, and then the other three physicians that I saw mm. through the rest of my care were mm. amazing. Mm. Incredible. So it really it may have started off a little negative, but... I was really thankful to have positive interactions with the rest good. of the physicians that I saw for the remainder good. of my pregnancy. Good. Yeah, so good, that good, was good. that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you knew that it was going to be one of those three for the delivery. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit easier for you to meet everyone if it's just three that's yeah. possible. Some folks are in really huge groups, so that's yeah. that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual, their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. So what did you do to prepare for your birth? I did a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I had fun with it. Like it wasn't overwhelming in Uh any way. So Uh it was enjoyable for me. But I listened to a lot of podcasts. I walked Mm -hmm. every day. So I turned on a podcast for my walks and I just enjoyed listening while I got some exercise and fresh air, usually in the wintertime. In Omaha, I did have to go inside to the gym sometimes. But I was going to say, how cold does it get? Pretty cold, but okay. if it was 30 or above, I was outside walking with my gloves and my okay. wool socks. Okay, <laughs> all right. So um, so I listened to your podcast, of mm-hmm. course. I listened to Evidence-Based Birth mm-hmm. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Loved that one. Um, Mommy Labor Nurse. Mm-hmm. And then Yoga Birth Babies, which I know okay. you had Deb on one of mm-hmm. your episodes before. So, Okay. Um, okay. What about the birth hour? Oh, yes. And, and the birth yeah. hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I listened, yeah. <laughs> so I listened to those. Um, I read The Mama Natural Guide, um, uh-huh. Pregnancy and Birth. I read a Bradley Method a book. I cannot remember who that was by. It wasn't by um, Dr. Bradley, but okay. it was about the Bradley method. Gotcha. And then I read Birthing from Within, per uh-huh. your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I took your birth preparation course. My husband mm-hmm. and I would enjoy our weekends drinking coffee and, right. and going through it together. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, what else? I took a breastfeeding course on okay. base. Okay. A pediatrician led it, and that was really wonderful. Nice. Um, I learned a lot about that because I was that was one thing I think I was probably I wouldn't say most anxious about, but I just mm-hmm. really wanted to be able to breastfeed. So. Sure. 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 Um, sure. Let's see. I think so you did. now. Were you? Are you? Were you working during all of this? Like, how yeah. did you fit all of this in? Yes. Yeah, so I was working part time as a personal trainer, but I actually coached Orange at Orange Theory um, oh, yeah. Fitness. Yeah. Uh-huh. So a studio there. So I was working four days a week, uh-huh. um, and I did that throughout my whole pregnancy. Okay. And I that I love it. I absolutely love being a coach. Um, right. And the member, my members were so awesome during it too. So I stayed active in that way too, just by coaching. Nice, um, nice. But yeah, nice. so. So that, you were you were fully prepared and ready to go. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some things that you wanted for your birth? 
Uh, I really wanted to try to have an unmedicated birth. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wanted to try to, uh, have a spontaneous labor for it to start Mm -hmm. on its own. Not that I can control that, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I really wanted it to just be my husband and I for the the actual delivery. Okay. And I wanted to have a very calm and, uh, relaxing environment to labor in laboring at home as long as possible yep and i wanted just the birth to be calm as well and empowering right um and then i wanted to make sure that all my choices and options Mm -hmm. were laid out in front of me um and just to overall be heard you know by my doctors and team yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So did you talk about some of the things that you wanted for your birth with your doctors? Yes. And I brought a list, the mm-hmm. the next appointment and went over everything. And, you know, I just asked about laboring positions and what right. resources that the hospital had and if they were on board with, you know, my what I was hoping would happen right. with my birth. And right. they were, they were awesome. I asked every doctor, right. you know, each, each of the three when I sure. had an appointment with them sure. and they were all on board. Um, they were fully supportive of wanting to try to go unmedicated mm-hmm. and, um, I let them know of all the resources that I had and mm-hmm. had, um, you know, basically researched and they were like, yeah, you seem like you're prepared as long right. as everything goes well and you stay you stay healthy baby stays healthy we're fully supportive of your wishes and yeah. and what you would like to see happen with your birth sure sure so. sure and how did that make you feel going into the experience knowing that you had knowing that you knew that information yeah it just was a relief but it also felt i just felt so supported Mm -hmm. um i felt empowered to be able to um come up with the right decision but also that my doctor knew and supported and appreciated my um my stance and my ability to like uh, have a wealth of information and be able to mm-hmm. have a conversation and talk sure. to them about it, sure, um, sure, and to be heard. So I just I felt I felt really fortunate that I had such a positive experience with those those physicians that were yes. on board with my wishes. So love it, love it, love it. So they didn't at all feel threatened that you had more, you know, knowledge. They weren't like irritated that you were asking questions or anything like that. No, actually. So it's kind of funny. Um, there's two OBGYNs. They were identical twin brothers. And so they were very similar in personality. I almost thought, well, I have a, you know, over 60% chance I'll have one or the right. other. And they're pretty right. much the same. Right, right, right. What are the um, chances I know. That? Isn't that crazy? And they're, yes. you know, stationed at the same base. So they both, and I just say that because they both were like, keep the questions coming. They never, I never felt rushed during any appointment. They wanted me to feel like I had everything answered that I, that they were listening and able to provide me with feedback mm-hmm. or information. And they never, I don't think they ever felt like, Oh, this know-it-all or, right. yeah. <laughs> or anything yeah. like that. They were just really, they were actually pretty excited to have somebody come in and be able to like 
go over the questions sure, and, sure, and go sure. over everything. So, yeah. Oh, God, you're like giving me hope for our I, system. <laughs> oh, so then what was your labor and birth like? Okay, so at... <laughs> 39, this is the only time where I think the um, two physicians were like, ah, maybe not on the same page with uh-huh. me for, uh-huh. for induction. Okay. Um, so at 39 weeks, um, I was two centimeters dilated. Okay. And I want to say like 80% of face. Okay. And um, so like, yeah, you're, you know, you're looking good. Everything's looking great with you and baby. Um we want to schedule an induction at 40 weeks. And I said, well, is there a reason at 40 mm-hmm. weeks? Because I would really love to try to go uh, into spontaneous labor. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, the ARRIVE study uh, shows. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, okay, I know what the ARRIVE study right. is. But right. as, you know, a pregnant woman who's healthy, has no underlying issues, baby's healthy, I really would like to see if I could go to 41 weeks for the induction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we went back and forth a little bit and he was like, you know what? I, I hear you. Why don't we do 40 in three days? <laughs> so he like was trying to meet in the middle, but I didn't right. really know like his reasonings why besides right. him bringing up the arrived study mm-hmm. and less cesarean sections and C-sections mm-hmm. and stuff. But I said, okay. You know, at least we got a compromise, and I'll just try to do everything that I can to, to, oh God, to I not go into we, 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 you know, we will, we will talk about that damn arrival trial. I know, like you know, but yeah. Yet won't talk on the same hand how like evidence shows just as convincingly that doulas are helpful. We don't, but yeah, we don't push those. So that's just like a pet peeve of. Yeah, but um, but it sounds Um, like you you were able to come to some sort of yeah we came to a compromise but then I I did reach out to you because I was like I really want to try to go to 41 weeks Mm -hmm. and you're like really there's nothing that that should keep you from being able to do that so then I called him and I was like hey you know I've really been thinking about it I just, if you are on board, I would really love to go to 41 weeks. He said, okay, we can do that. So he actually did change okay. his mind after okay. I brought forth some information and maybe pestered him a little bit Right, more. right, right. Um, so yeah, so then we scheduled it for 41 weeks. So that was awesome. And um, I know this is a little off track, but for, you mentioned doula care. Yeah. TRICARE. Actually, had just started this um, like experimental program of uh-huh. providing doulas huh. to prime patients, but the problem was there was no doula in network in our area oh, at the okay. time because it was okay. so new. Sure. Um, sure. So I wasn't sure. able to utilize a doula, but right now I've heard really wonderful things about that program for Tricare patients. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. Just a little yeah. side note. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, and then at the 39-week appointment, I forgot to say that he did uh, strip my membranes. Okay. And he asked. Okay, um, I was scared to say, yes. He, he did ask, and I said, you know what? That, that's fine, because it might, it might, it might not help right. start labor. So, and it was a little uncomfortable, but nothing too bad. Right. Um, and I don't think anything came of it, because uh, I didn't have any contractions, and around... 40 weeks, 
due date came. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, well, still not feeling anything. <laughs> right, right. But I was, you know, using my birthing ball as a chair. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing, oh, uh, spinning babies, mm-hmm, like a daily mm-hmm. yoga flow, which actually I forgot to mention, I did like throughout my whole pregnancy. Okay. I found it like a good way to kind of meditate right. during it and get a good stretch in yep. and just feel yep. at peace with everything. Yeah. And then later on, I started doing it with your affirmations uh-huh. provided <laughs> from the course. So, yeah. so I was doing that. I tried the mile circuit uh-huh. um, for a couple of days, twice a day. I was still doing all my walking that I was right. doing. Right. I was just trying to stay active. Right. Um, I had been eating my dates since 37 weeks. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Uh, so let's see, I was 40 weeks and four days. Okay. And it was Mother's Day. Mother's Day Sunday. I said, oh, how, like, what a wonderful Mother's Day gift. He's going to come today. I just know it. I have this feeling. Right. So I was, I just felt really tired that day. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I just kind of made it a lazy Sunday, stayed on the sofa with our dogs, watched some TV. I napped, which I never nap. (laughs) So, and then, you know, I said, I don't really feel too well. I'm going to go take a nice warm shower. Went and showered. And I was like, okay, well, I feel a little bit better, but nothing really came of it. So I told my husband, okay, I'm going to go up to bed. This is probably around 10 p.m. at this point. And I fell asleep and I woke up around 1, 1 1.30 and I felt a little crampy. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I've never felt this before. So it could be something. So I tried closing my eyes again to go back to sleep and I couldn't. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go sit on the toilet. I just felt like that would be a good place for me at that point. Right. So I was sitting there and I thought maybe my water broke, but I Uh wasn't too sure because it wasn't, it was just like a little trickle. But I was like, I don't think I peed. (laughs) I think that was my water. (laughs) Um, And then I felt a contraction for sure. I was like, okay, this is it. I know this is it. Like, um, it was just something that I hadn't experienced, but it just felt like I knew what it was, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I had this, uh, Freya app to help with contractions Uh and, um, I started it to time it all. And it was starting off like a minute long, four to five minutes apart right away. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, am I doing this right? Like, right. This is pretty intense. Like they're ramping right. up pretty quickly. Right. But I was just, you know, I was still on the toilet and then I stand up and I just kind of sway a little bit. I was feeling good. Just kind of mm-hmm. like, this is it. Like I know the baby's cut. I just feel right. like, but I was like, right. don't rush into it. Got to labor at home. Right. You know, take it slow. And then it went on for about an hour. Uh-huh. Minute contractions, maybe a little bit longer. And then at this point, it was like a solid four minutes apart or even a little bit less. Okay. I said, oh my gosh, like, like this, this is, th- I think this is happening. So right. I went down to my husband who had fallen asleep on the sofa and I said, I woke him up. I said, Hey, like, I think this is happening. Like, I want right. to let you know I'm having contractions. Right. He said, okay, can I go shower? I said, yeah, go shower. Like, we'll right. be fine. He gets in the shower and man, they were like really coming hard. They were coming fast. 
I opened the door. I said, hey, I think we're going to have to go to the hospital soon. Right. At this point, it was almost three o'clock in the morning. Okay. So about okay. an hour so and just, a half. Just an hour and a half. Hour okay. and a half. Okay. And I said, I'm going to go get our bags. I already had everything packed. They were ready right. to go. But I'm going up the stairs. I had to stop. I had to really breathe, focus mm -hmm. in on, okay. Went, kept going, got the bag, stopped, breathed. Like it was just one was, after another, just coming right. full on. Brought him back down. He came out. I, I opened the door. I said, you need to hurry. We got to go. Right. I was like, I don't care about being at home any longer. It like, was just, it was just time. so intense. Yes. Right. Um, so we got in the car. Everything was ready. That ride, it was only like a 15 minute drive, but it felt like eternity. I was holding on. I was just like, oh, I was like, okay, I got this. And my husband, he was being so supportive. He's like, you can do this. You right. will do this. You know, he was, he was, he was and, yes. And I heard while your, driving. Yes. At four like, o'clock in the morning. That's right. And yes. I was like, I was like, okay, okay. He's like, just breathe. You got this. And we were like, vibing we were like being super positive yes and um i heard your voice you know through your affirmations i was like okay dr rankins i got this you know she's <laughs> telling me right <laughs> um and so we get to the hospital we park and luckily at this t time in the morning there was uh -huh. like nobody there sure. but i get out of the car and i know i hit transition because i was like i can't do it i cannot that, do it and he was, was like he was like you can do it you've been doing it you're right. you're working so hard like right. we're gonna see our baby soon and i was like okay right. like we can do it we can do right. it right. and so we're walking in and the uh delivery or the the um labor and delivery floor is on the fourth floor so we come in through security and they're doing the COVID checks right. and, uh, you know, I'm kind of vocalizing at this point like, and, I'm in yeah. labor, yes. and they're like, okay, well, uh, you know, they ask the questions so like, okay, you're clear. They're like, do you want a wheelchair? I was like, no, I cannot sit down. Like I got to stay standing. It just, it seemed like it would be too painful to sit right. back down. So we used the wheelchair to roll our bags up to the elevator. <laughs> like we stacked our bags on the wheelchair. Um, so we get up to the um, to the to the floor, and um, the doors open, and I am going through a contraction. I'm just vocalizing, and um, the the nurse yells down, "Oh, I think we have a mom in labor." Yes, and I was like, "Yes, we do." <laughs> So we check in and they're asking for our information. I'm giving it to them, pausing for contractions. And you could tell the nurse was like, oh, this first time mom, she's <laughs> she's probably, you know, just a couple centimeters dilated. Right. She's right. going through right. it. She has no idea. Right. And so we get back to the room and my actual uh, labor and delivery nurse comes in. That was just, I think, like the triage nurse that uh -huh. checked us in. Uh -huh. And um, so she's like, okay, I need you to uh, pee in this cup. I don't know what it was for. I was kind of out of it. And I didn't remember from like my information, like why. Right. But I could not. I was, I was like, shake my hands. Like, this is not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I told her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I just cannot do it. And she was like, oh, it's okay. Come, come lay down. Let's check how far along you are. So a resident comes in to check me uh -huh. and she's like, all right, let's check you. And you could tell the nurse and the resident both were like, 
oh, we might be in for a bumpy ride here. Like, right. I think she's probably not that far along. And she checks, and I remember her face. She was just like, <laughs> you are nine centimeters dilated. We need to get you to the delivery room. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just felt like, oh, man. Like, I had this intuition, like, I feel like I'm so far along. But then I was, like, second-guessing myself. Sure. I was like, it's so short. It's only been... Two and a half hour, you know, right. two and a half, three hours. Yes. <laughs> so and I can't like, remember. Did you say your si- your sister? Does she have a fast labor also? Uh, no. So the, um, my sister doesn't have any kids. So okay. this is okay. But okay. my mom, I- my mom did not have a fast labor or anything. So. Okay. I don't know why I got in my head that you had a family member that had a fast labor. Yeah. So then this was completely yeah. out of the blue. Oh yeah. Like no, like no warning or nobody else that was like, Oh, you right. might have one. Right. Um, so yeah. So we, I walked to the delivery room cause I was like, I'm not sitting down. Like it just right. I'm not laying down. I'm not sitting down. Like right. this just feels so much better. So, Oh, my poor husband when we got into the room he was unpacking the candles and the music and he was getting everything out Uh uh-huh and then she checked me he was like nine centimeters they're like pack everything up (laughs) (laughs) we're going to another space yes yeah so because he was just making sure i had everything the way i wanted it and so he was oh so he got it and he was kind of you know fumbling around like oh we gotta go so (laughs) We walked down the hall and it's funny because everything seemed like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. But it really wasn't like it shouldn't have been that rush. Like we had time. I was in the hospital, but everybody was like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Um, But the resident did say, I'm glad you didn't really want an epidural because I don't think you would have gotten one anyway. Yeah. So... we get to the delivery room and I believe there were two residents and then my OB from the base uh-huh. was there and it was one of the twins. Uh-huh. Um, and then there were a couple of nurses and then it was my husband. So okay. we were all in the okay. room and I, when we got into the room, I did give my nurse my like birth preferences, although uh-huh. a lot of that didn't even need to be because it was just at. happening so fast yes but she did look at the like um pushing part and i mm-hmm. had said like i would love to try different positions uh-huh. um that i would really like to try kind of like intuitive pushing uh-huh. um and so she was like so supportive and voiced to the doctors because they were like all right lay her on her back let's you know teach her how to push you know uh, breathe in and hold and bear down mm-hmm. and then my nurse was like actually she really wants to try on her hands and knees and right. kind of listen to her body right and I was so thankful because I think nice. my husband's was so flustered sure. that he couldn't be that voice at that time right and she really made sure that hey you know this mom's coming in and even though a lot of this stuff we can't even do, I'm going to make sure that I'm sharing her voice for the things that we can do. And I just, she was an angel. Like Mm. I, it wasn't for very long, but she, she gave counter pressure on my back during compressions. I was on my hands and knees for the first part of pushing. Um, and I was really trying to listen to my body for the pushing part. And she was just, you know, you're doing great. 
uh, just keep listening to your body, breathe. And she was really leading me through it. And the residents and the doctors kind of took a little step back and kind of mm-hmm. let her do her thing, which was yeah. really awesome. Um, then it came to a point where I was like, I'm not comfortable like this anymore. I think I do need to lay down right. on my back and take right. a little break. Um, so she's like, okay. And then at that point, I think I was just so like ready for him to get there that I was like, all right, let's try this bear down thing. Right. Like, let's just go just, in. Yeah. Right. So at that point I was like, I'm ready to like start pushing how they're like kind of leading me to, uh-huh. um, so I start pushing and they're like, you know, uh, the resident was like right here. She was like indicating, like, if you feel pressure down here, really lead into that during your pushes uh-huh. and kind of focus on that area. So uh-huh. that's what I did. And 45 minutes later, he arrived. Nice. And so it wasn't that long of pushing. I mm. will say it was a little bit scary at first. I think they thought maybe um, it was like shoulder dystocia because uh-huh. they all came in and it's like kind of emergency. It was just his hand by his face. Uh, so gotcha. th- that it wasn't anything, but it was a little like worrisome like, at the why moment. Are all these people here? Yeah, for a them. split second. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then he arrived and they placed him straight onto my chest. And he stayed there for an hour and a half. And it was just everything I could have hoped for. It was just, when I say beautiful, I'm going to get choked up talking about it. But it was, it was so beautiful meeting him. Oh, I just love it. You're going to have me crying on the podcast. (laughs) That is so special. And it was just, my husband was just just such a calm present presence and he was prepared like i made sure he was prepared yes and just everybody in the room some a couple of the nurses or there's only two nurses but i said we've never experienced an unmedicated birth before and um everybody was just it was just so it was just so amazing to feel Mm. like the moment in the room, like nothing was panicked. Nothing was, was just... like rushed. It was just calm. It was beautiful. It was peaceful. It was, and he was just taking in everything. He was just so aware. Oh. And I, I just, I, it was so special. I can, I just, I'm so thankful for that moment. Oh, that yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of out of loss at words because it was just, the most incredible moment and I think for a lot of people in the room it just felt different it just felt right. really really special right right yeah right oh that is amazing <laughs> that is amazing yeah Hey, so you made it this far in the episode, and I'm thinking it's because you enjoy this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. 
and that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. So I guess I should ask, do you remember feeling like the ring of fire when yes. it was coming out? Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so that was definitely, that was definitely there. That. Okay. It was a whole lot of pressure and then it was burning. But then like I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a big push and right. he's going to be, you know, he'll be here soon. Gotcha. So I gotcha. did feel that. And I feel like I probably skipped over some things, but no. um, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then did you have to get any um, uh, stitches repaired? Or I did. I had a second, okay. second degree tear. Okay. Um, and this is so typical of me. Like as they were stitching, I was like flinching a little bit and uh, they did numb me, but I definitely could feel yeah. it. And um, I was like flinching and I was like, sorry, I'm sorry. They're like, you don't need to apologize. Like you just had a baby. <laughs> like a whole like, human yeah. just came out of your body. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll try to be still. They were like, you are doing great. Just like, Aww. you know, you're fine. Right. Right. Um, so I did, but you know, it was so nice to have him there with on me while that mm-hmm. was happening. Cause mm-hmm. it was kind of like I could focus fully on him and yeah. didn't have to yeah. worry about it, but I did have a second <gasps> degree amazing. tear. Okay. 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 Um, and then they did administer Pitocin, uh, mm-hmm. for the placenta, mm-hmm. which I did. That was, I guess, backtracking one thing that I asked if I had to, um, mm-hmm. with my physician. Mm-hmm. And he said that for the hospital, that it really is something that they want to do because of risk of hemorrhaging. But I knew from like evidence-based birth and your mm-hmm. podcast that it really didn't need to be administered, but I, at that point I was like, you know what, it, it's fine. I just do what you need to do. And gotcha. so then delivered the placenta. They, they did wait to uh, cut the cord until after it was done pulsating. Okay, good. So that was awesome. Um, and yeah, I think it was just, just a lovely beautiful experience yeah it was it was yeah so then what was postpartum like because I know there were a little bit of a couple of bumps yeah yeah so thankfully my birth was as beautiful and pretty much uh the way I wanted it to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) because postpartum was a little challenging um right after I gave birth my blood pressure was high uh, but they were like you know that's not abnormal you've you just delivered. Um, however, as they were checking it around the clock, they were like, yeah, it's still staying a little high and you didn't have high blood pressure at all during your pregnancy. 
Um, so they were really good about coming in and checking it. They never gave me medication for it in the hospital okay. uh, because it was starting to come down the longer I stayed, uh, right. but it was still kind of hovering around like the 130s over 80s. Okay. So nothing too Scary, crazy. But, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I did stay. So with my insurance, I could stay up to 72 hours. Okay. Um, so I decided to do that because okay. I just thought it would be better to be monitored. Like nobody said, we want to keep an extra eye on, you know, keep you for a little bit longer to keep right. an eye on you. I just thought that it would be a good idea to do. Sure. So um, just get a little peace of mind, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so we um, got discharged after 72 hours and mm -hmm. we went home and my mom flew in from Virginia and she had the house ready for us Aww. and she had meals ready for us. Nice. And so she was there to help us in any way. And um, breastfeeding started off a little challenging as well. Um, he was getting on and latching, but sometimes it took a really long time to get a good latch. Um, so that made me like a little anxious probably. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I noticed um, my feet were really swollen, okay. like extremely swollen. My head felt like pressure, not mm. a headache per se, mm -hmm. but pressure. And um, so my nurse, or my nurse, my sister is a nurse um, and she came out the, so he, I delivered him on a Monday and she came mm -hmm. out on Friday. Uh -huh. She was planning on coming anyway, right. but she looked at me and she said, okay, Haley, I don't like the way this looks. Your head is bothering you. Like, this is not something to mess around with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get a blood pressure cuff and we're going to mm -hmm. take your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. um, so she took it and it was like one in the 140s over 90, I want to mm -hmm. say. So up. Right. And then I said, well, I was just really worried that my, that breastfeeding was like, something was going to happen if I right. went to the emergency room or something. Um, but that day actually that she arrived and after she took my blood pressure, mm -hmm. my son had his first checkup Okay. and on base, uh, you just see a family medicine doctor okay. for the first checkup, not a okay. pediatrician. Right. Um, and I'm actually really thankful that we did because when we came into the room and he checked my son, he turned to me and said, okay, now let's see how you're doing. And he um, looked, you know, checked everything. I said, my feet are really swollen. My head, I feel a little pressure in my head. He said, let's um, get some lab work done. So I immediately went down to the lab mm -hmm. and got lab work done. And my liver enzymes were triple what they should have been. Oh. Um, so he was like, yeah, I, you know, you, your blood pressure is high. Um, your liver enzymes could be up because of the blood pressure coming up, but I want you to come back tomorrow and get a full, you know, the same lab work done and a bl another blood pressure check. So the next day I come in and they had come down just slightly, um, but I still was feeling a little pressure, but still no headache or change in vision or anything. Mm -hmm. And he said, all right, let's, I'll send you back, come in the next day and do more blood work. Well, 
After I got home, my sister said, no, you're going to the emergency room. Yeah. This is nothing to play around with. So after a little bit of crying, (laughs) because I didn't want (laughs) to leave my baby. Right. um, We all got in the car, my mom, my sister, my husband, my baby, and we dropped um, me off at the emergency room. My sister came in with me. Um, and my mom and my husband drove him around. He was sleeping, so they just kept him asleep, driving right. around. Um, so we get in there, and um, it's at the University of Nebraska Medical Center where I delivered the emergency department is. Right. And um, so I go, and they said, what are you here for? I said, you know, I, I just had a baby, and my blood pressure's high, and I'm not feeling well. And they were like, get her back right away. Like they were not messing around. They were really good about checking it right away and getting me um, admitted. So when they checked it, I was, I think it was like 159 over 95. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty, especially high for me as well. Sure, sure. Um, So I got admitted, I got an IV and some Tylenol, but they Mm -hmm. wanted me to be checked. They were sending their OB um, their doctor that was on call down mm-hmm. to see me mm-hmm. and they ran more blood work and my liver enzymes had gone down drastically. So that was good news okay. from right. what they had been at the right. clinic just two days before. Right. Um, and as I was there, my blood pressure was steadily coming down. Um, after about an hour, I want to say it was back down to like 132 over 80s. 82 or something like that. Right. Um, so it was coming down and the OBs came in. They asked me a lot of questions. Um, they were looking at my blood pressure readings throughout the time that I was there. And I was only, I'd only been there maybe two hours at this point. Right. Um, they were like, let's hold off on any blood pressure medications or magnesium. We just, we see that it's coming down by itself and you don't have any blurred vision or your headache isn't worsening or anything like that, even with Tylenol. Right. Um, the Tylenol is helping things. Um, and so I asked the nurse there, I said, because we were still worried about COVID and everything, but where I was was really secluded from the rest of the emergency room, and I was in okay, my I was good. in a enclosed room. It wasn't like a curtain or anything sure, like that. Sure. And I sure. said, "Can my baby come and can I feed him?" And she said, "Yes." So um, they safely brought him in, and I fed him, and then they took him back out. So that was like I, I needed that. I felt right. like to help with my anxiety of my breastfeeding journey and stuff. But I knew that I needed to put myself first in this moment in order to take care of him. Right. Um, but it was, you know, a lot. And um, I feel like I'm scattering. I'm all no, over the place no, no, with this. No. Yeah. So did they but, eventually end up sending you home? Yes. Then? After okay. four hours, they were like, we feel good about you going home. Your uh-huh. blood pressure has gone down and stayed uh-huh. down. Right. Um, and you're, the Tylenol is helping with the headache and right. nothing's worsening. They said, right. if, when you go home, if anything worsens, you need to come back in. Sure. So sure. I got sure. home, nothing worsened. Um, and I started feeling improvements. My head started feeling better. I started uh-huh. feeling a little bit more like myself, my sister. Right. I felt right. better that my sister was there with sure. me. Um, sure. So, but I did 
do routine blood pressure and lab work at the base clinic mm-hmm. every, uh, let's say, I want to say it was like every Monday and Wednesday for the next three weeks. Okay. So they kept up with it. And then I had sure. a couple of OB appointments after the reading and the lab work just to okay. see how I was feeling too. Gotcha. And gotcha. Um, I want to say after like a week and a half after I was uh, discharged from the emergency room, I was back down to like 120 over okay. 75 okay. or something. Okay. So it was really okay. coming down. Sure. Um, so all in all, I didn't have to receive, you know, medication for it right. or anything like right. that, but right. did experiencing the emergency room. And yeah. um, I'm really glad that everybody took it seriously. Yeah, I and, am curious, did the, did the family medicine doctor, when your liver enzymes were five times what they should have been, say, say anything about going to the hospital then? Because I would have sent you to the hospital right then. Yeah, so I was a little surprised that he didn't, and I probably in that moment should have, and I'm glad that my sister was like, yeah, you need to go. I yeah, am surprised I mean, were the OB did... doctors like, did they say, I mean, so we, like... That could be a variant of HELP syndrome, which is like a severe form of preeclampsia. Yes. And so I think that was what my what bothered my sister most, too, was that nobody said, you have preeclampsia. Right. Everybody was just like, you have high blood pressure. Right. And I know that's what it is, but like, she was like, I just want to hear somebody say that you have preeclampsia and that this is serious. And yes. She was like, I feel like everybody's kind of... She's like, I'm glad that you're getting done the lab work and your readings and stuff, but like, I, this is serious and it needs to be treated seriously. Right. And so nobody told me to go to the ER. My sister told me to go to the ER. Right. So that is a little, I mean, thank goodness she was there and forced me to because. Yeah. Yeah. I just. So. No, I'm glad everything worked out, but I'm, I'm really curious what the rationale was for not yeah sending you yeah okay so okay maybe i yeah i really in hindsight i feel like we were all like okay well i guess you know the readings are looking better but your liver enzymes are not great and my sister's like yeah you need to go so right um, i mean i wonder if people were like biased because you were otherwise healthy, healthy. and young and yeah. and they didn't want to see kind of what was in front of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And luckily okay. I went Everything. when I did, but right. Right. if right. it was, you know, if it was somebody else in a different situation and they didn't have somebody to advocate and say, yes, you sure. need to go or support you to go. Right. I mean, it could have turned out a lot differently. So right. I don't, yeah, that's tough. I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done on the postpartum end because a lot yeah, of women, sure. a lot of women hear about preeclampsia while they're pregnant and the mm-hmm. you know solution deliver the baby, but I don't think a lot of women know or is informed about preeclampsia that can happen postpartum and right. how serious and dangerous it can be. So Right. Right. A lot right. of work to be done because, you know, we see ROB every four weeks and then every two weeks and every week and then six weeks come back, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then as we wrap up, 
What would be your one favorite piece of advice that you would give to someone who's having a baby right now? Okay. Um, I thought about this one and uh-huh. I know everybody's different. Every personality is different. I was like, I want to know everything there is to know. But uh-huh. I think it is really important to at least have some sort of um, childbirth education or course mm-hmm. completed just because I think it just gives you the power to make informed decisions and to be an advocate for yourself as well. Um, Absolutely. I just think in any sort of capacity, whatever that might be, if you want to read a book or take a course or whatever, I recommend your course. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think that's really important to feel empowered and have some knowledge about what you're going into. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Haley, thank you so much for agreeing to come yes, to thank the podcast. You so I'm so glad I got to be a part of your experience and that you're sharing all of your knowledge and the things that you gained. Um, just a, a, a great birth story. Thank um, and you. even though things, you know, postpartum were a little rocky, I'm glad everything turned out well. Thank you. And, yeah. um, I forgot to add one thing yeah. about postpartum too. Sure. Um, and during my pregnancy, I was very fortunate to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Oh yes, we got it. Please say something is about really that. Really yes. underutilized slash um, insurance is a big factor in that right. too. But luckily, Tricare. Um, you can get a referral to see a pelvic floor PT. Okay. And I thought it was so wonderful during my pregnancy. Um, How frequently did you see see her? Every week from 22 weeks on. Seriously? Seriously. So I was really blessed because I was experiencing some really bad low back pain. Right. And it, I mean, it was night and day. I, it helped so much. Um, So that was really wonderful. And then after postpartum, um, Uh I still got to see the pelvic floor PT. I did experience prolapse. Um, okay. so that was really a great resource. Once I found out that I did, uh, have prolapse, um, to continue going to see the pelvic floor PT and it's helped right. a lot. Nice. Um, so I can't speak, uh, more highly about right. pelvic floor PT. If you're able to, um, go then see do one. It, yes. Sure. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I forgot to say that. I wanted to make sure. No, I'm glad you said that. Yes, Yes. that's really, really important. And then where can women connect with you? You can say nowhere. It's totally optional. No, um, I'm on Instagram. It's um, at H-A-K-O-K-S, so O-A-K-E-S underscore Uh four. You can reach out to me there. I'm happy to answer anything. Okay. All right. Awesome. We'll link that in the show notes. Well, again, thank you so much, Haley, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. It was so delightful to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be on the podcast. Wasn't that a beautiful birth story? I so enjoyed chatting with Haley and we were recording on video and I got to see her sweet baby boy as well. So love, love, love talking with you, Haley. Thanks for being on. Now, after every episode where I have a guest on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top takeaways from the conversation. Here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Haley. Okay, this one's going to seem a little bit maybe out of the blue, but it's something that I think about a lot because people send me messages on Instagram quite a bit about pregnancy tests and am I pregnant, am I not pregnant? And just a quick word about pregnancy tests. Haley talked about how she bought a bunch of pregnancy tests and confirmed at home that she was pregnant. 
you don't have to buy expensive pregnancy tests. Uh, pregnancy tests, all of them pick up very low levels of the HCG hormone, as low as 20. And for reference, when you're pregnant, it'll very quickly go up into the thousands range. So they work very well. You can just get dollar store tests if you want. want. Don't feel like you have to get expensive tests. And I'm not knocking Haley. I would have done the same thing, buy a bunch of tests and see if it was positive or not, you know, just because of the difference. But in general, you can just use cheap pregnancy tests. You don't have to use anything complicated or fancy. They don't work any differently. Okay. Number two, Haley knew that she had a supportive team going into her birth and that allowed her to feel relieved it allowed her to feel supported and it allowed her to feel empowered. Can't you see how big of a difference that makes going into your birth in order to start off feeling that way? What if she went in and they didn't support her and she just found that out when she got to the hospital? Well, my birth preparation course and my birth plan class teaches you the questions to ask so you know ahead of time whether or not they support what is in your birth plan. That's what she was talking about when she talked about the questions that she asked of her team. So I highly, highly encourage you to join me in my live class on March 21st so you can feel that way too. Relief, supported, empowered going into your birth. Register the, for the class at drnicolerankins.com forward slash register. Also, one of the things Haley talked about is that she had that compromise or that sort of discussion on induction. And she chatted about how she reached out to me to ask for clarification. Well, this is one of the benefits of joining the birth plan class is that as a bonus, you get to be a member of my inner circle community. That's my private Facebook community where you can ask questions. Now I cannot guarantee that I can answer every single question. I have to be honest and transparent here, but I certainly do go into the group every single day and I will answer questions that I think will help um, folks in general. So big questions like induction or things like that um, in order to help provide that additional level of support if need be. And you can also get feedback from other members in the group about their experience as well. So that's another benefit of joining the birth plan class. Just wanted to throw that out there for you as well. Again, drnicolerankins.com forward slash register. Okay, number three. What happened with the management of her postpartum blood pressure was not, um, I would say ideal. You know, I can't say that I know exactly what's going on because I don't have her records and things like that to see what her lab work was and her blood pressures were. But postpartum preeclampsia is very serious and we need to take it very seriously. I would have sent her to the hospital, as I mentioned, in order to get some closer monitoring for some blood pressures, recheck the labs, things like that, maybe do magnesium, which can help prevent seizures or strokes. So I just want to say in general, like take elevated blood pressure and pregnancy seriously. Also take preeclampsia seriously. It is one of the leading causes of maternal morbidity and mortality. So we just really need to stay on top of that. Again, I can't speak specifically because I don't have her records and things like that, but I, based on what she told me, would have managed things a bit differently. Okay, the last thing is I want to put out put in that plug for pelvic PT as well. Pelvic PT, we just underutilize it so much. It's not something that OBGYNs are exposed to. 
So we don't know necessarily to recommend it. Like we don't work with pelvic physical therapists during our training or anything like that. So some of us don't know what you don't know. You can't recommend, but definitely check out whether your insurance can cover some pelvic PT, whether that is during your pregnancy or after your pregnancy. I've heard so many people say, especially after pregnancy, that it's super duper helpful. So do check that out as well. All right. So there you have it. Do me a solid share this podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. It helps me to reach and serve more people, which is the heart, soul, and the passion of my work. And I would appreciate your support in doing that. Also subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to me right now. And if you feel so inclined, leave an honest review in Apple Podcasts. It helps other women to find the show, helps the show to grow. Or just shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. I truly love what you love to hear what you have to say about the podcast and how the podcast helped you. Any suggestions, any feedback, um, just drop into my DMs on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. All right, so that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.